Today's Channel 33 podcast jam session is brought to you by SeatGeek. It's our presenting sponsor and my favorite way to buy and sell tickets to sporting events, concerts, and whatever else you want to go to. With the SeatGeek mobile app, you can quickly and easily buy tickets with just two taps and have your tickets delivered straight to your phone to enter the event. And if you can't make it to the event, SeatGeek now lets you transfer tickets to your friends or post your tickets for sale all from your phone. As a special offer for Channel 33 listeners, SeatGeek is giving $20 back off your first purchase with the code BSPN. To get $20 back on your first SeatGeek purchase, download the SeatGeek app today and enter code BSPN. Thanks, SeatGeek. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We're going to our spiritual homeland this week on our podcast, the United Kingdom. <laughs> More specifically, the uh, the men of the United Kingdom, yeah. which is my spiritual homeland. <laughs> really excited about together. this one. This is a this is a passion of mine. We've been talking about who should be the next Bond in the office. A lot of opinions in the office. Um, funnily enough, Idris Elba really never came up, even though he's kind of the internet's choice. I think that yeah, there were a couple votes. Uh, Sam Shuby voted for Idris Elba. That's true. I was looking. We we can come back to this. Yeah, we'll I'm come not back against to him. Idris Elba. No, eh. a lot of a lot of non-British nominations. That was the. Problem. I know. Do you well? Do you care about the Bond movies? Like yes. Do you really like them? I really like the the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah, Casino Royale is really good. Yes, Eva Green's a babe too. Yes, exactly. What about um, Pierce Brosnan? Those are pretty cheesy. But you love the Thomas Crown Affair. So it's yes. a Bond problem, not a Brosnan problem for you. Yes, yes. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of a Brosnan problem, and Thomas Crown Affair really figured out how to use what he's good at. Totally. Which Sliding is just, underneath gates. Exactly, and just being handsome, but maybe <laughs> not like having to be an action star. How do you feel about Pierce Brosnan in Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, he's good at that. Yeah, he's good at being a dick. I suppose I don't buy him as an action star. Right, He doesn't. he's not like athletic in any way. Yeah. I feel like in general, many of our great British actors are really not very athletic seeming. Maybe just, they, they might be, but it's just like not really the roles that are typically cast for. Like even though like some of the best soccer players, like Gareth Bale, is Welsh. And, okay. But I don't feel like he has many like I don't know. There's not a lot of other like British men that come to the top of my mind as like great athletes. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this because it's like what do you actually want in a British dude? And it's I'm not looking for like a super jacked. Um, manly man hmm. when i think of a like a that's not my ideal british actor sure he's someone with a lot of charm looks yeah. good in like a a dinner jacket <laughs> let's just get into okay. let's just get into some of our, our top british actors we'll just do an accounting of where we're at where we're yeah. headed and you know who's who's made the leap across the Atlantic. i think that sounds great we've so we've broken them up into three classes yes senior class yes like then the people in their prime, mm-hmm. which is also sort of people Definitely. in their prime slash like bond contenders. Yes. And then um, the up and comers. Future potential bonds. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, this is a future problem for them. Uh, okay. So let's get into it. So we're going to start with senior class. Yes. And we're going to start with Daniel Craig. You aforementioned Daniel Craig of the James Bond movie. So what's your, is it Casino Royale your favorite Yeah. Daniel it's Craig definitely movie? the best one. Um, Casino Royale is like basically the only movie that my mother and I agree on. Really? Um, yeah, I guess mostly just because my mother doesn't watch a ton of movies, but Casino Royale is always on cable when I'm home. And for she finally got like the DVR, but for a long time there was no mechanism for watching anything other than what was on television at any given moment in our home, and it was just always Casino Royale. So the, I've seen it like 30, 40 times. The movies that like get play on TBS and TNT become like such a big part of life because they're just always there for you. That's one of the reasons why I love Catch Me If You Can. Like it's just always on. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a good one. And it also is like a really good rainy day movie for some reason. Though I do feel with Casino Royale, I've only seen the second half of the movie ever. Somehow I never, ever tune in for the the very beginning, mm. which is how I forgot that the whole set piece where he like runs through a bodies exhibit yeah. in New York was a part of <laughs> Casino Royale. And I got in like a very heated fight with, with my fiance one time just being like, no, this is from the second Daniel Craig Bond. This is the bad. And I was wrong. I was 100% <laughs> wrong. There was a set piece in a bodies exhibit. I remember when bodies first opened, people were very concerned about the smells and the scents of the exhibit. And I wonder if that, if that was a consideration when they were doing this. <laughs> like, can Daniel Craig handle it? Do we need to like give him nose plugs? What will, like, can he was do his own stunts? Was there actually a smell? I've uh, been to a body. I've been to this house... I never went to it. I just remember people being concerned. It's pretty gross. Is it cold in there? Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a morgue vibe, but Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's just 
like whether that's psychosomatic. Well, I, I really think it could great be. Great stunt work by Daniel Craig exactly. making it through the bodies exhibit. Um, I wish I understood poker a little bit better for that movie to mean more for me, but like in general, casino gambling culture, it just goes whoosh right over my head. I feel like this is the most accessible of the gambling movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't, like, it's just pretty much like a non starter for me. Like, rounders, I, I, I walk it. out of the room every time. I know. She's like, I just don't get it. And that's another one that's like, I don't know if it's on cable, but like, Zach pulls it up on demand a lot for some reason. It's very popular with men. Yeah. And I'm, and I wander out. Yeah. I just, I have no I idea. I go what's watch happening. Gilmore Girls in a different room. Um, my favorite Daniel Craig movie is Munich, obviously. <laughs> is that obvious? <laughs> What? Can you expand on that? Andy Greenwald and I, we ride or die for the movie Munich. It's just, you know, it, it's a it's a great Eric Bana performance. I thought Bana was going to be a king. thought he was going to be our Australian king. And he just wasn't. Turned out that movie does not have as much broad appeal as I was expecting. But it's I loved Craig in that one. He's, like, really intense. He's good as, like, a, as like a role player, as not, as not the lead, I think. Like, yeah, though I'm trying to think of... Like, I, I can't hear his voice in my head. Like, I, I know he played Bond, and I know that he is right. capable of speaking. Well, but to me, he's kind of a vessel, and I think of him as, like, being mute. It's true, but... And also, part of the appeal of his Bond is that he doesn't speak too much. Right. He he uses kind of... He's the quiet, mysterious yeah, man. Yeah, it gets you with his look. Yeah. I mean, that's probably how he got Rachel Weiss, his wife. Yes. So they were on Broadway together, right? That's, that's how yes, they met? Yes, that's how they met. And then she was with Darren Aronofsky... Um, not married, engaged. Right. And Circle Black Swan. Yeah. And she moved on to Daniel Craig. It's pretty, I mean. And they got married very quickly. And they're still together, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I like her too. She's lovely. Yeah. Lo- love her from about a boy, obviously. <laughs> and also definitely maybe. Once oh, yeah. again, I'm going to work in. Rachel Weisz should have won definitely maybe at, on every single podcast. All right. Well, check that box for uh, okay, this week great. then. Okay. You've done it. <laughs> yeah. And he, and then he was in Star Wars, but I didn't even realize. Yes, so for some reason... So Daniel Craig's making a lot of interesting choices right now. Okay, break them down. Um, He decided to be a stormtrooper, which by definition means that you did not see his face. Right, cool. At all, for reasons that no one really understands I'd love to know how much you got paid for that. I don't... Do you think he got paid? Non-face work by Daniel Craig. What is the reason to do that? I'm not totally sure. I guess maybe he's a huge fan, just wanted to be involved. Maybe there's going to be more stormtrooper plot lines down the road. I guess and so. he'll be in Star Wars, which I think would be an interesting choice and not one I want from Daniel Craig. Interesting. What do you want from Daniel Craig? You know, he has been kind of going back and forth on whether he'll be Bond again. Mm. I'm here for as many Bond movies as Daniel Craig wants to make. He is Just by far my out. he is by far my favorite Bond. Have you ever read any of the books? I tried reading um, His Majesty's Secret Service uh. on His Majesty's Secret Service uh, this summer, and I got bored. Just didn't work. I have no interest. However. On the Ladies of London, one of my favorite Bravo shows, Caroline Fleming is like this Danish woman who is divorced from the Fleming of her last name, oh, but is related to Ian Fleming. Like she's like got like a, a claim to the to the Bond dynasty, and oh. she happens to be Danish royalty, so she's just got a lot going this on. This really seems like an Amanda show that I did not know about. I love Ladies of London. Okay, it's so I, keep, you tw- keep twenty it up. second side story on Ladies of London. It has it had two seasons, and it's like half American rich women living in London married to non Americans, and half like actual British women. And it's about like their clashes and what they like, where they go for their like you know nights out. Mm-hmm. They show Chris in London which just seems delightful (laughs) like there's just like a lot of pageantry involved I just love it it's just a great show I don't think it's coming back for season three which is really devastating but it'll be playing on forever in my mind okay that's great I'm (laughs) sold I will watch Ladies of London report back best okay so back to Daniel Craig best case scenario for him going forward what is that Uh, for me it's making more Bond movies okay and he's kind of he said he wouldn't and then he called Bond a misogynist which I was sort of a I appreciated yeah I guess that's true um, There's certainly um, like a, a air of retrograde morals to those movies, but like, is anyone going to see a Bond movie for like their the way they explore women? No. Yeah. Um, and then he's he, but he might still do it. The other thing that he's doing, and this is really interesting, um, they're making a a television show out of Jonathan Franzen's Purity. Very interesting. Do you think that will ever make it to air? I, it does seem like it'll be a corrections thing where it yeah. never actually makes it to air. And that might be for the best. Where are you on purity? Um, I don't care for the writing of Jonathan Franzen. Oh, personally. okay. He's just really not not the writer for me. Yeah. But I, I think I would like that more as a TV show, but in general. But I, I, I don't think this will ever get made, is my, it's, my yeah, opinion. It's too complicated. It and also, also, there's just like a, 
a lot of like the best books, like even if you, I mean, like Franzen doesn't appeal to me. Other people really like it, like his work. So a lot of the best novels, they're not like necessarily super plot driven, don't make good television. And Jonathan Franzen, like obviously like he, the plots are important to his books, but I don't yes. think that's like his true gift is being like a great, like imagine, imagining of worlds. And I think that's harder to translate in a compelling that's way. That's true. Though, I, you know, the best part of purity was the setup, mm. like in the and the plot, and right. it was plot for two thirds, and then it's just like Jonathan Franzen's opinions and uh-huh. on the internet and philosophy for the last third, which sure. unsubscribe. Sure. Um, so, and especially also, I assume that Daniel Craig would be playing like the Julian Assange ish mm-hmm. character, which is not a bad character for him. An air of mystery works sure. on Daniel Craig. Sure. Yeah, I I don't know enough about I I tried I've tried to read all of his books and have not made it through any of them. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I think best case is that you're right. Purity does not make it to air, and I think TV's good for a good look for him though. Yeah, I you know I mean it's certainly the time to like be like distant dudes yeah. who don't speak very much and totally. just kind of like grapple with morality on the inside. You Let's know. give him eight episodes and just be out. Fantastic. A, in a true British model, one se- one season only, one series, as they say. Great. I'm sold. <laughs> All right, so that's what we're in for Daniel Craig. More of his peers. Same same age group, Ray Fiennes. I love Ray Fiennes. Do you? Yeah. Because of The English Patient. Yeah. Should we talk about The English Patient for a sure. second? English Patient is a top five movie for me. Wow. English Patient is really important. I, I don't... I couldn't really tell you why, except that it's beautiful. And how I, many like, times have you seen it? Cry every time. Well, so at some point, this is probably like disrespectful to the true English patient experience. But um, I do fast forward and I just watch the Ray Fine and Catherine Scott Thomas parts, so you can like <laughs> condense a three-hour movie into like a quick seventy minutes, ninety minutes. I'm I'm not really sure. You can just fast forward, and I really enjoy that. Uh, um, he also was in, in the Bond franchise, but didn't get to be Bond. That's true, but he did, you know, in the last one, spoiler, he uh, he really stands up. He's he's part <laughs> of the team. He he takes a stand. That's like classic Ray Fiennes, I feel like. He's like in the in the great movie, but not is the great movie. Yeah. Though he's also been having a very nice like mini renaissance of late. He's taken a turn into comedic roles. Yeah. And he's fantastic in them. Yeah, he uh, is really good in Grand Budapest Hotel. And also he's fantastic in Hail Caesar. I didn't see that. Should I see it? Um, you know, when it, if you have some time and you're in your home and you feel like being delighted, it was fun for, it was fun. It's not a must-see by any means. But Ray Fiennes and Alden Ehrenreich mm. um, have a really amazing scene together. Maybe they should just put that on YouTube. My <laughs> suggestion for you of watching Hail Caesar is just like, just watch that one scene. But what? he's very funny in it. He has good timing. How do you, like, the Coen brothers decide which of their movies are going to get broad distribution and which are not? Like, don't you think they're at a point in their careers where they can, like, push for for more support from their studio? Like, I just feel like they don't always want it. Well, it's an interesting, I, you know, I think that they kind of decide, like, this is how we're going to be, how ambitious we're going to be on right. this film. And, you know, some of them are kind of smaller, Small. like Hail Caesar, and some of them are more like, we're going to really go for it, like No Country for Old Men. Right. Um. And I do think that they're in the position to be like, no, we're just going to make a small one now. And we're just doing this for fun because we can. So I, I think that maybe the distribution plans come from what they decide. Sure. That makes sense. What what they want to be doing. Another adaptation that never was, was the Coen brothers got the rights to the Yiddish Policeman's Union by um, Michael Chabon. Mm-hmm. And that would have been incredible, but it just never came together. Very upsetting. I think that's okay. You make a good point. Yeah. Uh, it probably would that would not have been a very good movie but i still would have seen it obviously love that book anyway so ray fines is having a really great time i would love to see him continue to do the the comedy roles that's yeah. a good lane for him maybe he should get a um a comedy special on netflix i think that that might be a little too far <laughs> just really test his range see what he's capable of rafe you're a comedian now just go for it he could that do would like, make me so uncomfortable. I know. I just feel like he would just bomb. But maybe that should be a genre of like material of like people who are not comedians bombing, and they only show like two minutes of it, and it's just like kind of like a, a cringe montage. Like, don't you like Netflix is so committed to like a certain length of of material? Sure. They should like mix it up. Like, just I would love if they threw some like two minute items at me. 
Just like vi- Netflix viral videos. Kind of. But like well-financed, well Yeah, produced. kind of like a palate cl- cleanser in between like the, the depressing depths of making a murderer. That's true. Before they like shove you into yeah. their next original series. Have you noticed this, by the way? They're like always trying to make yeah, me watch Sense8 or some stuff after I finished watching like a West Wing episode. Yeah. Chill, Netflix. I know. We don't need your originals all yeah. the time. It's kind of like how Pixar puts the shorts before their movies. Yeah. Like Netflix should be doing a similar thing. That's, a, I, that's great. I, I support that. I don't know whether I support Ray Fiennes <laughs> doing stand-up comedy. As a part of that, I think that's maybe, like, not a fit. Though I will say, the next person we're talking about, Colin Firth, Mm -hmm. uh, what I decided that I wanted from Colin Firth is a wine show with uh, Colin Firth and Ray Fiennes. So do you think Colin Firth is fun? Yes. Mm. Is there evidence that he's fun? Mamma Mia. Oh, interesting. Mamma Mia at one point was the highest grossing film in the UK of all time. Which, that was before both Avatar and Star Wars, though. So that's all you need to know about the British. A lot of questions about the <laughs> they British. Love that and movie. I mean, I had a perfectly nice time with that movie. Sure, I, mean, I would prefer to pay like the twelve dollars at the time for the movies than seeing it on Broadway. That's for sure. Yes, like definitely not. It's worth definitely it. more fun with yeah. famous actors like singing. Yeah, terribly. Oh, speaking of people, Pierce Brosnan. Oof, oh, Mamma Mia. Not, not, <laughs> not one of his better moments. Uh, Christine Baranski is in that, though, and she was she killed it. Yes. That was the beginning of the beautiful friendship of Christine Baranski and Meryl Streep, which they carried over to Into the Woods, which I'm sure you didn't see because it's a musical. <laughs> That's true. 100%. How I... did you feel sitting through Mamma Mia as a musical? Well, it's like, it's, it's ABBA songs. It's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like pop music, as you know. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like the line... There is a level of uh, not knowledge in there. They're not doing it 100% earnestly. It's not total theater right. kid. It's like campy. 60% theater kid yeah. and 40% campy. And that makes me more comfortable. And so I don't recoil Got um, it. as easily. You feel like you're all in on the joke together. Yes. So there's if there's no earnestness in the singing, you're okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a monster, but that, that's how I feel. <laughs> ironic, and, ironic and campy singing only for you. Okay, good to know. But so Colin Firth should not pursue a musical career. No. But uh, obviously he's wonderful in Bridget Jones' Diary. He's, that's my highlight. And yeah. I, is that controversial to pick that over the 1995 Pride and Prejudice? I don't know. I think a lot of people would also choose Love Actually. Oh, he's yeah. He's delightful in that. What would you choose? One of the only happy moments in that movie. Um, yeah, but also just still weird. Yeah. They don't speak. I know. That's not a fully formed relationship. No, it's just, definitely not. That's a not. note on Love Actually <laughs> I'd like to give. It's also that movie is just depressing. I just, it just we're really gonna is. table. We can't do Love Actually right now. We'll do a full hour. On I was it. um cleaning out my screenshots that I have saved my Dropbox account, and one of them was my results on the Love Actually quiz that I took on BuzzFeed, where it's a quiz of like how well you know the words on the cards that the guy from The Walking Dead holds up. What's his name again? Uh, Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. And then he holds up for Kieran Knightley, and I'd gotten twelve out of fourteen. What you missed? Do you I remember? I don't. But I was pretty disappointed. I didn't get all of them. I was terrified that it was. Gonna be a BuzzFeed quiz of which Love Actually plotline no. are you? No, no, no. What's no, the no. What's the answer that you want in that one? Um, what? Uh, I think I would be Andrew Lincoln. Like that just, oh, just feels so, like. Oh, that's Julia. That's really sad. Well, he got a kiss at the end from Kira Knightley, and then he went on his way. He said his peace. I don't know. That's that makes me sad. Okay. Though I can't literally, I cannot think of a plotline that I want to be on. I mean, they're all actually. they're all just really dark and upsetting. Yeah. I mean. And yet, people just like love to watch that movie at Christmas time, the supposedly happiest time of the year. I think it's because the British people are good at Christmas, as you noted earlier. They really are. Anyway, Colin Firth. <laughs> uh, that's my Colin Firth pick, is definitely okay. is Love Actually. Mine's Bridget Jones Diary. The thing about that that's just great at Bridget Jones is that it's like a great meta moment because of how they write about Colin Firth in the books. Yes. So like it's it's fun that again he's like in on the joke like he was in Mamma Mia. He's got some. He's not so self-serious, even though he might seem such. That's true, and so that's a good segue into what he's been doing recently, which is some sort of weird, smaller, self-serious. Yeah, dramas. so he started with the Tom Ford movie, A Serious Man, which I liked. I liked that too. Yeah, and also great look for Nicholas Holt. I mean, oh it, yeah. If it's a Tom Ford movie and you're in it as and you're a man, like obviously it's gonna be a good look. Like you're gonna look good in it. Very true. It's gonna, a very wise career decision. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that kind of like pushed Nicholas Holt further. Yeah. Like he need he needed that after Skins, and it was a great decision by him. Oh my god, Nicholas Holt on Skins was just okay. Different discussion. We'll get back to him, Nicholas yes. Holt. And then Colin first starts doing, I don't know, some movies I never saw, like The Railway Man, or this film called Gambit, which I'd like to read the uh, description that I found today. Please do. An art curator decides to seek revenge on his abusive boss by coming, no, sorry, 
by conning him into buying a fake Monet, but his plan requires the help of an eccentric and unpredictable Texas rodeo queen. Guess who plays the Texas rodeo queen? Who? Cameron Diaz. Oh my God. Should I see Gambit? Possibly. Yes, okay. Definitely. <laughs> right. But I kind of like that for Cam- Cameron Diaz. Yeah, she should I be too. playing zany characters. 100%. So he does the weird Woody Allen movie. It's just, you know, King's Speech is in there. I will defend King's Speech as a movie I enjoyed watching, but not as a best picture winner is he also in um imitation game no no he's not he just should be yes exactly <laughs> he just should be because <laughs> those are both movies i fell asleep in oh Although, wow yeah he was in the tinker taylor uh soldier spy remake which was which was good i've heard that was very good yeah sometimes british stuff puts me to sleep i think that i maybe almost fell asleep in tinker taylor <laughs> Just like their voices are so Chris soothing. Ryan is going to kill me when he hears that. But um, as a Lecrae fan. Uh, yeah, I like the I, I like Colin Firth being a little bit more fun. That's a, that's like a good way forward. And of this group, of this senior class of Craig, Fines, and Firth, yes. I feel like he's kind of like the senior winner. Like, I just feel like. Wow, Colin Firth is your pick? I, kinda, I feel like he has the longest future in front of him. He hasn't even made a Spielberg movie yet. And as we've noticed yeah. here at The Ringer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spielberg loves him some British dignified actors. Like, uh, he could be the next Mark Rylance in Steven Spielberg's <laughs> life. He hasn't That's really done true. that He just yet. starts like assembling cast. That's interesting. I am surprised that that's your pick. What's yours? My pick is weirdly, and I did not expect, I'm surprising myself right now. I think it's Ray Fiennes. Interesting. I just feel like he's turned over a new leaf uh-huh. late in his life, and he's still, you know, you could still put him in a Lecrae adaptation. You could still put him, like, in a weird international intrigue movie. Not that they make those anymore, but if they did, sure. Ray Fiennes is your guy as the lead guy, or as we've seen in Bond, he can play supporting roles he's a utility player is that the basketball term yes great you know and also he's very charming ray fines yeah uh yeah he's good i mean he's good for some reason like i just can't ever move him out of the schindler's list box like him and i literally i knew you were gonna say this (laughs) like i just like can't think of him outside of the context of that movie so it's like hard for me to like imagine a future with him as me as a viewer and him as the actor I have an interesting note about that phenomenon in Benedict Cumberbatch, Ooh. which we'll talk about right. in a second. But Let's, so senior class, I guess we're voted split, split decision. Yeah, um, we're gonna move on to some other actors, but first let's talk about some of our sponsors. Yeah, I'll tell you about Sling TV. TV has never been better, but it's also never been more expensive. With all the contracts and equipment fees and installation fees, it feels like you need to take out a mortgage just to catch your favorite shows. There's a better, cheaper way: Sling TV. This new streaming service is the best way to watch your favorite shows live, like The Walking Dead, Comedy Bang Bang, Children's Hospital, Andy Tribeca, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, Bates Motel, and more. For just 20 bucks a month, Sling TV brings you more than 20 live channels, including AMC, ESPN, Adult Swim, A&E, IFC, and most importantly this month, TNT, TBS, and True TV, so you can watch live basketball, which is a thing that I love to do. You can also add on channel packs like The Hollywood Extra, which includes Epics, Turner Classic Movies, Sundance TV, and more for just $5 a month. There's no installation, no extra gear, no annual contracts, no BS. With Sling TV, all you need is an internet connection and a high tolerance for awesome. Start your seven-day free trial at sling.com slash 33 for the best of live TV on your desktop, mobile device, Roku, Fire TV, or Xbox. Restrictions apply. Sling TV sounds pretty great. We also want to talk to you about Uber. We all have those times when we need a little extra money. Well, I've got a really easy way you can do it. Drive with Uber. Uber is a smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. You probably already knew that. So as a driver, it helps you make extra money driving your own car, and it's totally flexible. You don't have to quit your day job to make more money, because Uber lets you make extra money on your own schedule. Whenever you need to make extra money, just turn on the app and drive. A few hours here, a few hours there, it all adds up fast. And it's really easy to get started. First, go to drivewithuber.com to sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Seriously, just do it. Second, answer a few basic questions about you and your car, and then get approved. Third, start driving. That's all there is to it. See? Pretty easy. Remember, start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want, earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up to drive with Uber today. To go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-E-R.com. All right, and we're back. I think there's a whole group of actors that are kind of like in between like the senior class and their prime. And like I just I want to throw in like Christian Bale. Like okay. he's not he I think he's past his prime, but he's also not like an elder statesman of the British actor world. That's true. And that's a little bit just because of his career choices. Yeah, have he's made a weirdo. Him, yeah. 
Which I'm fine with. Is he is he a hateable dude? Like, should I hate him? Remember when he was really mean to his wife? Yes, I was about to say. I think that he's a little tough. And he has definitely tried to, you know, work the charm since then. Yeah. He's just always, like, really smiling at every Golden Globes. They cut to him, and he's just, like, having the best time and hugging his uh, co-stars. Um, you know who his stepmother is? Uh, Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Yes! Best. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. Um, also, Ewan McGregor, he totally blew it by picking the wrong Star Wars fr- uh, trilogy to be in. Yeah. Tough that luck. Really sucks. Again, Chris Ryan's going to be very upset. Chris Ryan is here for Ewan McGregor. <laughs> um, and, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, obviously one of the best actors alive, but he's so freaking weird. Like, I don't think he could ever be classified as anyone else. Like, he's just a one of one. That's true. Like, he's just living his own life. I once read that he really likes a happy hour. He also really likes Subway. <laughs> he likes making shoes. Yeah, he's just so weird. I, I mean, I love it. And then there's also, like, Hugh Grant, who's, like, clearly past, past his prime, still trying to make horrible rom-coms. Yeah, well, the problem with Hugh Grant is that he had a whole career built around a type of movie that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Did you watch the, re- the rewrite with Marissa Tomei? I made it through 30 minutes, and I really it's thought, really like, bad. I thought if anyone can make it through the rewrite, it's Amanda Dobbins. And I was on a plane, too. It's not like I had anything else to do. I undemanded it. I paid, like, $8. That's really bad. It was really, really bad. It was very upsetting. Marissa Tomei is funny. Hugh Grant is very charming. Yeah. Like, in, in a rom-com, he's he, he's the king of the rom-com, in my opinion. I love so, music and lyrics. I've watched all the time. Oh, yeah. That's another one that we're going to have to do a lot of, like, <laughs> a lot of deep work on some well, other time. I like time. singing, so that's part of it. Okay. All right. But actors in their prime. Number one, Tom Hardy. He's What's just, up, Tom Hardy? He's just doing great. Again, he's making weird choices, so you he mm-hmm. may never be, like, an actual statesman. Yeah. Um, but, but he's got the Nolan look. He made that movie, the 2011 Warrior with Joel Edgerton, which I feel like a lot of men that I know were really into. But I was like, okay, this is whatever. Joel Edgerton, I wish he had a better career. He's Australian, though. Yeah, not really. Not eligible for this discussion. <laughs> or for being Bond. I know. I feel like there were a lot of Australian actors in our Bond discussion. I know. It's hard to, hard to keep them separate. Um, but, you know, I feel like he's he has, like, so many of the – he's had so many big roles already, like Mad Max, which apparently he'll be back for, but Charlize will not. Great. Well, yeah. That's okay for her. It's I like, feel like her story oh, concluded. And so she made a mic back. drop. She was so good in it. Exactly. And it's hard, and I, I, it's good. Like we can we can go forward with Tom Hardy. He didn't even speak in that movie, which is for the best. Yeah, my one issue with Tom Hardy, which and sort of why I, I don't know that he can be the elder statesman. Not that he has to be, but he he has a little bit of Leo syndrome in terms mm. of the career choices. He won't play a normal person. Right like, now, they about, love each other. Now they're brothers, thanks to the Revenant. I don't believe that. <laughs> um, he's doing the show. He has a show on FX called Taboo, which is another like historical drama oh. and he doesn't say anything he's just Who else in, is in that um i don't know but his i can't remember but his dad uh came up with the idea with him it's a tom hardy and uh and dad hardy oh senior <laughs> production which is sort of interesting <laughs> father son projects hmm hard to name one that went well very very hard and really the only normal things he does are christopher christopher nolan movies yeah i feel like christopher nolan just bonds with his actors in a way that like no one else does I just feel like he gets the best out of a lot of people. He certainly gets the best out of Tom Hardy. Yeah. And I think Michael Caine, perhaps. <laughs> um, I, I Miss Congeniality was on the mm, great TV movie. the other day, by the way. I forgot that Michael Michael Caine really uh he's great. Strong performance. Absolutely. Speaking of elder elder statesmen. Yeah, he's, All right. he's the best. All right, so Tom Hardy, next up is Benedict Cumberbatch. He's just killing it. People are you a Cumberbatch? No. That's a oh no they didn't parlance for his fans. I'm not either. However, I did see him at a restaurant in LA. And it was very exciting. He was getting takeout. It was at Connie's and Honey's and Ted's, which is um, seafood in West Hollywood. And I guess he like goes there all the time because they're like, oh yeah, him. Like they, no one cared. I like that he was getting takeout. Yeah, he's just taking it home. Yeah, he's seen, he's great. Do you watch Sherlock? I feel like it's not not necessarily a show you'd be into. I like the first couple. You know, you don't have to watch every single yeah. one. So I've seen several and I like them, like fine yeah they're enjoyable he's good he also plays like a lot of like nutcases like sherlock yeah well so here's and i was going to say this earlier we were talking about uh actors you can't separate from like Mm. evil roles yeah uh benedict cumberbatch is the villain in a spoiler alert in atonement um he is the rapist uh and it's really upsetting and i 
sort of can't forgive. It took me, I finally got into that place, but I would say it took me about five years to move, like accept sure. Benedict Cumberbatch as someone other than the mean guy from Atonement. Right. Quick note about Atonement also, it's currently on Netflix. Oh, is it? I've actually never seen it. I only read the book. Um, it, the, it's not as good as the book. The book is one of my favorite novels. Um, but the other night, I just had like 45 minutes to kill, and I was like, well, I'll just watch the first part of Atonement oh, up until they have sex, and it won't be upsetting. You know, like if you just watch the beginning, yeah. wrong, incorrect, still really upsetting. <laughs> okay. I'm going to really steal myself when I finally sit down and watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's not not happy. There's no moment of happiness in that movie. How sad. How What's well, sad for you as well for having yeah, that experience. I so. I was really upset. Um, he's really like transitioning into the like blockbuster. He's in everything. Range. Yeah. So he was in Star Trek, which was like supposed to be a bigger reveal, and then it wasn't. Everyone knew he was going to be playing Khan. I knew that, and I don't even know anything about Star Trek. Um, and now, yesterday, the trailer for Doctor Strange came out. Yeah, where are you on Doctor Strange? I think it looks pretty good. I also think that um, Tilda Swinton, who was in the movie as well, and Benedict Cumberbatch both have unusual faces and like unusual facial structure. And I was like, kind of like, they're like, it makes sense they'd be in a movie together. Interesting. So I was like, visually, I can buy that. This makes sense to me. Yeah, I thought it looked fine. Sure, it looked good. I, how many freaking comic book movies do we need? Yeah, and I just also, you know, it's interesting how Marvel is starting to kind of steal their Christopher Nolan playbook in terms of like tortured dude, yeah. you know, who who like deals with his problems like through acquiring a set of powers. But yeah. it's just really interesting that that's the solution to everyone's problems. Totally. I do think that also like the proliferation of all of these comic book movies and sort of like casting the artsier um, actors as the lead roles, like even like Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk, it kind of like romanticizes like many like terrible myths about men in a way that becomes more palatable because it's not just like some like meat cake playing these roles, but it's like someone who you can project like more of like a um, emotional like uh, intelligence onto and it's sort of like it's like kind of like a subtle way of reinforcing the like very retrograde principles of a lot of comic books and absolutely like, and like it's almost like I almost like resentful of it I'm just like don't trick me into thinking this tortured genius like deserves to be an asshole like that's the whole thing with Christian Bale's Batman right like yes and that's kind of what started it all yeah I don't really understand that it's just also not like that is not how I would go about dealing with my tortured genius. Totally. It's just like, I don't understand this as a solution to these people's right. problems and how this is like continually interesting. Yeah. And like a, a kind of handing over these movies to people who would otherwise be auteurs doing kind of like a more um, like narrative driven movies sort of like makes a lot of these like jerks from comic books. Okay. Yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch is probably the problem, not the solution. I will say he's good at playing jerks though. Very, very good in 12 years a slave. Although he was nice yes, in that. Yes, very good in Imitation Game. Yeah. Which yeah. I really enjoyed. That's also a great plane movie, just FYI. Not to step on Andy's turf here, but um, <laughs> if you're ever on a plane and Imitation Game's on, it, it was really enjoyable. I had stayed out very late the night before I saw that movie, and like, I just like sat down in the chair, and I like wore a sweatshirt with like, a large hood, and fell asleep like immediately. <laughs> I woke up. I fell asleep during the opening credits and fell asleep for like the last 10 minutes when Matthew Good was like, we figured it out, and like everyone was so, so happy. Did you miss the reveal? It's a very good reveal that, that when they figured it out. Yeah, how no, they solve I, it. I woke up like right away, for, like right at that moment. Okay, so you saw it yeah. when the machine said. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, the 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 short part that I saw was good. Also, Matthew Good. Yeah, and also Matthew. And good. like peak Matthew Good. Yeah. Also, like that's like a movie of like a, that's like a, kind of like a the inverse of a superhero movie it's about like a group of like geniuses and like super friends banding together for a greater cause yes. and i was just like this is great i do really like any movie where like the gang has to get together oh yeah that's always a fun thing for me all right idris elba idris elba obviously so, i would say actually if we're thinking about actual british candidates for bond he's my candidate for the next bond Barring all australians australians or the dutch dude that i wanted to make bond but michelle Wiesman. oh yeah yeah um <laughs> Yeah, he's my pick. I um, love some Idris. Yeah, sure. Me too. My mom loves Luther, like, big time. She's been trying to get me to watch it for, like, a long time. It's really upsetting, and I wouldn't recommend watching it Luther. Solo. Yeah. Really? It's, Interesting. I mean, it's excellent and really Is that what dark. Ruth Wilson is in? Yes. Right. I don't like her based on her character in The Affair. Sorry, Ruth Wilson. Interesting. I thought... You like the affair, but you don't like Ruth Wilson. Uh, yeah. Who are I, you? Oh, you're a more tyranny. I love more tyranny. Okay. Yeah, I love that character, and also I love all the real estate on the affair. It's worth it for that alone. It and is really a special. lot of really good apartments. Um, I yeah, I just saw Alba, of course. Like, who says no to that? Like, uh, like as Bond, of course, everyone wants to see that. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's like, if they don't do that, that, that's like, they should just, I don't know, bond people. Come on. It's, if they don't pick him, I think that'll be a huge mistake, right? Especially after the whole controversy of the writer saying racist things about how Idris Elba wasn't right for Bond. Right. So they should definitely pick him. Totally. Although I wonder if, if like someone should just keep the seat warm until John Boyega is ready. But we can get back to that. Oh, interesting. You're just going to skip over Idris? In general, John Boyega is so charismatic and would be a really different kind of Bond. Interesting, though. Here's the thing. How funny do you want your James Bond to be? Hmm. I, because ha- I, I feel like I'm ready for some quips. You are? Yeah. I think the thing that I like most about the Craig Bond is that there are no... It's it's the driest of dry humor, sure. which I appreciate in a Bond. Yeah, I just feel like I want to see John Boyega in every franchise. Okay, like kind of like how Harrison Ford went from Star Wars to Indiana Jones. Okay, like I'm just I'm just oh. with John Boyega. Like, okay, let's, let's, that's great. Let's you're, get you something. You're else. skipping ahead. Do you yeah. have any? Okay, let's, I'm sorry. We'll get we'll back to do John. that. No, it's fine. Do you have any thoughts on Tom Hiddleston? No, I have none. Okay. Do you like? Do you? He's very charming. But like, people love him. He's very popular on the internet. He's like the so Benedict Cumberbatch was the most popular Tumblr uh, British actor, right? And then he kind of he blew up, went mainstream, and now Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston is the new Tumblr. Uh, British heartthrob. I kind of didn't know who he was for a while because I haven't seen... I saw him in Thor, I guess. Or did I see Thor? No, I saw him in the Avengers. He's Loki, so he was in Thor as well. He's Thor's brother. Wow, that's the nerdiest thing I've said in a long time (laughs) with such confidence. Just like, I really knew the answer to that question. He was Thor's brother, but he was like sequestered to outer space or something like that, to the other universe through a black hole. Yeah, I think they all are. Isn't that the thing? I don't know. That he's stuck and they all live in the other universe? Oh, right. Oh, right. And this then there's really not our strong something suit. about a hammer. <laughs> Don't add us. Don't add us. Yeah, I, I do not care to be corrected on this topic. All right. Tom Hiddleston, he's not for me. He's going to be but in the, the um, starting next week, he's in the Night Manager, which is another LeCrae ap- adaptation oh, yeah. that people say is great. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and he's sort of also being talked about for Bond. Uh, that seems like he's not like virile enough for that yes I, exactly P- put that uh, i agree yeah he's just not nah nah the winner of this group i think it's Idris Elba. he's got the brightest future in my opinion i hope so yeah you know i like i hope that actually hollywood realizes that in the way that yeah that we all seem to he's also just like beloved who doesn't like him name That's me one true. person Let's not. Let's not give them the time of day. <laughs> Do I think that? I mean, I I vote for Idris for Bond and for life. Me too. We're with you, Idris. Do it. Do it big. Yeah. Jude Law could have been in this group, but he just fucked it up by being sleazy. Another thing I want to say uh, after watching Atonement, mm. James McAvoy picked the wrong franchise. Um, you know what was really tough is I can never not see him as his character from Narnia with like the, the animal bottom oh, that's half. A, that's a really tough one. <laughs> Like, that's the lasting image I have of him. He's, Although, he is charming in the X-Men movies. He's charming in them. He's so good. You got to watch Atonement just for, like, the, the James McAvoy experience. He's so charming. Okay. And it's I'll, very upsetting. I'm going to watch it. But and I feel like Fassbender is is the Daniel Day-Lewis of this group. Like, again, like, you just can't put him in a box. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Fassbender or Tom Hardy in that one. Mm. Fassbender like, or Tom Hardy, who's your pick? I think Fassbender. Oh, interesting. I don't like how Tom Hardy's voice is always shifting. I need to know what your baseline voice sounds like. And with <laughs> Gosling and Tom Hardy, like, there's just no way of knowing. Do you hold that against Gosling, too? Yes, I do. So you need to have a sense of the person I as need, a person. There needs to be an authentic core da- down deep. And I, I think that Hardy and Gosling have lost their moorings. That's super interesting because obviously they would say to you, like, the opposite needs to be true. For me to be an effective actor, I right. need to be in every in every role. But I guess Tom Hardy is also just Tom Hardy doing a weird accent in He's every role. He's just weird. Yeah. Like, I, you could tell me any any fetish that Tom Hardy has, and I would believe it. I'd be like, yeah, of course Tom Hardy's, like, really into feet. Or, like, yeah, of, co- of course Tom Hardy's really into bondage. Like, anything. I'd be like, yeah, that makes total sense. I would, same is true of Fassbender. Yeah. And also Fassbender is doing Fassbender in every movie. Let's just be real. Michael Fassbender was way too handsome to play Steve Jobs. And I watched that whole. I didn't whole, see that either. I'm really sorry. I, I just watched that whole movie just being like, wow. He looks very good at that turtleback. <laughs> that was not, he wears the mop I, I did not so feel well. any tension about like the future of Apple. Or again, I didn't really care. But right, 
Yeah. I liked him in X-Men, too. He's a good with James McAvoy. That's what made me think of him. That's true. I mean, obviously, he'll just be doing his thing. Now we also all know he has a huge penis. So Quite large. Yes. <laughs> really remarkable. Um. All right. The new kids. The aforementioned John Boyega. Like, he's literally the most famous person in the world now. Isn't that, isn't that weird to think about? Is he the most famous person in the world? I think he's among the top ten. Is he the most famous person in the Star new Star Wars movie? I think so. Even more famous than uh, Daisy Ridley? Yes. I think so. Wow. I think so. Daisy Ridley did not even get a toy to begin with. Well, that's because of of sexism. Right. But that hurt her fame. I'm just saying with the kids. I guess so. But I mean, she is technically the center of that movie. Right. But I I still think in general, I'm, you know, Star Wars is not is not my number one thing, but I'm really into how we're just making all the new Star Wars movies about women. Yeah, it's cool. And it was a fun movie. I enjoyed myself. I don't I'm not like burdened by like oh, they didn't push this forward, or like, oh, like, all of this stuff. Like, who cares? It was a fun movie. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Like, I enjoyed myself. That's that's all I needed. All right, so you're in on Boyega. Yeah, absolutely. You just want him to have every role. Yeah, like, let's get him three more franchises. Like, let's just, I don't know. Do you want him to do only franchise, or do you want him... I just want him to have a great life. I just really like him. <laughs> so I think he needs one more franchise and then, like, some indie movies. Okay. I think he is, like, the Harrison Ford of Star Wars, but can do a lot better. I'd love to see John Boyega in a remake of Working Girl. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe he could be the Working Girl. Uh, that, okay. <laughs> I mean, Working Boy. <laughs> working Man. <laughs> working Girl has not aged well. When's the last time you watched it? Oh, counterpoint. Working Girl is one of my top 10 rom-coms. I I really like it, but it just, like, is a real relic. Yes, but I feel like that's what makes it... That makes it charming at this point. Um... It's definitely like a costume, like it's a period piece. Sure. About the 80s in New York. (laughs) Really big look for Staten Island. Huge look. And the fairy itself. And Sigourney Weaver. A great Sigourney Weaver performance. Mm -hmm. My favorite Harrison Ford performance. It's, It's like... It does make office life seem very glamorous. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. I love when... I also, one thing that's just a total side note, when you watch old movies, the relationship to computers is hilarious. Mm-hmm. How it's like, they're there, they're not. And like, what did people do in their offices before computers? Like, what? Like you go to work, and then what do you do? I think people talked on the phone a lot. Talked on the phone, like... Like, people took personal calls at work. So Because I think, you know, Joan Cusack, who plays the assistant in Working Girl, like, spends a lot of time just, like, chatting on the phone with Melanie Griffith. Right. And maybe you also read People magazine or other magazines. And like, like I think print was more important generally in an office, both for work and non-work purposes. I just can't imagine it. I just like usually like sit down and start writing stuff, start making notes. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> How did it work? Uh, yeah. John Boyega is like running. It's just He's just so great. And like, who doesn't like him? I love him. I yeah. think he's great. He uh, is in the adaptation of The Circle by my a book written by my former boss, Dave Eggers, with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. I haven't, I haven't seen the trailer for that yet. Is it out? I don't know if it's out. The trailer for The Hologram for the King, another Tom Hanks, Dave Eggers collabo, just came out. I don't know if that's getting the wide release, but I saw it before I saw Hello, My Name is Doris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you see the trailer for that? No. Oh, you got different ones. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Theo James. Mm. This Yeah, this is someone who really missed his chance. He signed up for the Allegiant movies. Huge mistake. I think that out of all the actors in Allegiant, he will be the one who suffers the most. I think so, too. Shailene will make it out. Ansel Elgort will make it out. Yeah. Miles Teller, He's, fingers crossed, he makes it out. Yeah, but like Theo James, like, does anyone know who he is? This other was than a 15 shot. year old girls. Yeah, and Dan Abbey fans. Don't forget Pamuk. Who's he, he was Pamuk. Oh my God, I did forget yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, how fast I forget. Damn it. That was a, that's too bad. It, you know, I think the moral of the Downton story is that unless you're Rose Leslie and you're already a landed landed nobility, mm-hmm. there's no future for you outside of the show. Even Michelle Dockery. I I don't know. What's she what's she gonna do? My Medford show. Okay. That's not in production yet. Okay. So, but, you know. so <laughs> that's tough. Um Taryn Egerton. Yes. I don't know anything about him. Okay, you did you watch me? did you watch the Instagram that I sent you? No, I didn't. Okay. Um Taryn Egerton was in The Kingsman, which was a oh, yes. weird spy movie with uh, Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. It look, the trailer looked good, and then it was like really bad, right? Uh, people had mixed feelings about it. And then he was also in a weird family movie with uh, Hugh Jackman called Eddie the Eagle, which, as I understand it, was like British Cool Runnings. Okay. Um, but anyway, Taryn, it was on the shortlist for uh, Han Solo. Okay. Do you think he's going to get it? Well... 
again, do you feel that Han Solo should be American or not? What's your take on this? Um, I don't think it matters. I mean, Han Solo is sort of our James Bond. Mm, I guess Not so. really, but it's similar vibe. I just have accepted the British takeover of the Star Wars franchise. So between okay. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Brienne of Tarth, and like who else is in those movies? I just feel like that just can't yeah, stop. The, the British point. are coming. <laughs> Sorry, American history joke. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. All right. You know, I, I think I'm still voting for Miles Teller, but I, I have just become too. really ta- charmed by Taryn Egerton's uh, social media presence. All right. I really recommend looking into it. it. I would especially recommend a video of him uh, dancing to ABBA in a car with uh, two small children in the backseat dancing along with him. I think that you have a real love of um, ABBA that I didn't know about. I like pop music. Yeah, that's great. I'm not ashamed. I like it. You're a dancing queen. Yeah, so I sort of, I have a soft spot for Taron Egerton. Now, that's a watch this space for me. Okay. I don't know that he should be Han Solo, but I think, I expect great things of him. <laughs> that's great. And then finally, Jack O'Connell. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Money Monster? No, I have not. The Where George Clooney is like the CNBC guy and oh, gets yeah. held hostage. So Jack O'Connell is the, the guy so he, holding him a, hostage. He's got a little Clooney's fragrance on him. Like he's kind exactly. of like... Exactly. Riding that wave. Right. And he was in Angelina Jolie's movie Unbroken, which oh, was not yeah. very good, but that was him. Oh, yeah. He was also second cast of Skins. Very important role. Cook. Really. I recommend oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So I feel like Jack O'Connell's the new Tom Hardy. Hmm. Interesting. Start, which, kind of starting out like like a little indie, but also like now like dipping his toe into the mainstream. Yeah. And also, you know, kind of like gruff and uh, he doesn't really go for the charm as much. Yeah. And I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I mean, he was great in Skins. All the kids from Skins are just, like, great. And, you know, a lot of them have moved on to big things. It's kind of the opposite of Down Abbey. Hannah Murray is on Game of Thrones. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten that. She's Gilly. Yes! Yes! Okay, I knew that. Dev Patel is in an Oscar award-winning movie. Slumdog Millionaire. And look at this whole data Jennifer Lawrence, also in X-Men movies. Now Cook is on the come up. I mean, a lot of those, like, it's, like, pretty it's impressive. True. Like, like the uh, compared to other British shows that people, like, loved, they're doing a lot better. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think anyone will make it out of Downton. So, there we go. Michelle Dockery, I'm holding out hope I hope you. so. Other than John Boyega, I feel like Tyron Egerton is, is the future here. Okay. I, I I agree. Watch Jack O'Connell, too. Okay, well, my favorite British Jack is Jack Whitehall. Did you ever watch Fresh Meat? I did not. Jack Whitehall's on Fresh Meat. He was going to have an NBC pilot, but didn't get picked up. And then he's also on the show, um, A League of Their Own, which is a chat show that James Corden and he do together. It all comes back to James Corden, It all comes Juliet. back to Corden, and he's really funny and very charming. Um, I feel like Freddie Stroma is also kind of, like, making waves. He's on Unreal. He's the, the yeah. suitor. Adam. Sam Claflin from the Hunger Games movies. He's also going to be in Me Before You. And he's he's very handsome. You have a lot of emotions about that. I know. I can't even get into it. Do you think that Me Before You will help him? or? Um, I think so. He's really well cast for that part. Supposed to, Me Before You is about um, a guy who becomes a quadriplegic and the young woman who takes care of him is his nurse. And he plays a quadriplegic. And he's supposed to be like a really like handsome guy who just like falls into this deep depression because of... He wasn't. He gets into a car accident. So that's why he's a quadriplegic, and I think he's like really well cast. So hopefully he'll be able to take that good smart casting and turn it into a great performance. A lot of people are, me particularly, are hoping this is a good movie. I know that I'll be weeping at it no matter what happens. I need to read the book before it comes out. You'll and read I've it just in a been, day. I know, but I've just been putting it off because I don't want to feel sad. I know, but you'll just feel so many things, like in a good way. Yeah. All the feelings. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Uh. I have high hopes for that movie and for Sam Claflin, quite free, quite honestly. But still, I just think John Boyega and Taron Egerton. How can you how can you fight those two? If you're being considered for Han Solo, that's a big look, even if you don't get it. That's true. It's like pretty. It's, big. Po- it's almost better not to get it, probably. Right. It's like oh, because then other people been. start paying attention to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, we just, the the English have given us so many gifts here. All of these wonderful actors. I appreciate all of them. Me too. Uh, let's move on to a couple of. Some house cleaning? Yeah, some things that we really care about. Number one, Will and Kate in India, speaking of England, have you been following um, their trip? I have. I'm checking in on the outfits every day. She looks great. She looks great. She always looks great. I know. I really liked her white outfit that she wore. Did you see that? It was kind of like a, 
I don't even know. How oh, to with the it. little pockets. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a moment where I was like, oh, maybe I should get that for my wedding I was dress. And then, as well. <laughs> and then it's too late. And also, like, I don't know whether the pockets would be flattering on me, but she looked fantastic. Yeah, she really did. She's killing it. Yeah. And uh, they just like, they're so imperial. It's like both like. It's just crazy. It's really intense. You know. It's it, an intense experience. It's very weird that they're still doing this. I know. Like, why is that? Like, like while I love watching her fashion, I'm also like, why are they doing this? Like, India is a free country. Like, I no longer really under British know. rule. I don't really get it, but okay. Yeah. Still enjoying her fashion. Next, Ben Affleck directing a Batman movie. It's all coming up Affleck. Is it? You know, I... <laughs> He made this decision. I know. He freely took on the role of Batman, and now he is gets to write and direct his own Batman. He's we, making other movies at Warner Brothers. I think. I think we can be certain that he's delusions of grandeur. Absolutely, which <laughs> makes him interesting, does it not? Yes, it does. It certainly makes him. But like, it's very funny to like watch the world kind of cater to these, to these whims of his. I know. I know. It's like it's like this like the the sea turns for him. It like it will definitely when the biography of Ben Affleck is written, like the Batman period is a fascinating. That's a good future career for you. Study of self discretion. Ben Affleck biographer. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Goodbye, Ringer. I have a new job now. Um, Gilmore Girl set photos coming out. I was thrilled to see Luke and Lorelai at a town meeting together, sitting next to each other. It just really made me happy. I love town meetings and Gilmore Girls. The more I think about it. The more I, like, question the Luke and Lorelai relationship. Interesting. Well, it sounds like they might not be together, right? I, I mean, they'll be together at the end. They're not. I mean, Which is sort of... Jump off a building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lastly, speaking of sad things, me jumping off a building, Garrett Hedlund and Kirsten Dunst broke up shortly after we celebrated their relationship. Yeah, I just, you know... If I, I'm not sure that we have the power to jinx anything, <laughs> but if we played any part in that, I'm really sorry. So sorry, guys. Yeah. After five years of dating, it's just tough. Maybe she's, like riding high off of how great she was in Fargo and she's trying to like just she's like you know what I can't be held down right now sorry Garrett that would be great did you watch Fargo yes she was very good she was very good I hope that that's what happened for her I hope it's what happened for both of them I hope it was mutual I hope that we had literally nothing to do with it (laughs) Uh, and I hope that they both find love so that we can talk about it on Celebrity Dating Round 2 which we are gonna do yeah I heard from a lot of people we We forgot forgot some some celebrities that's great that just means that there's more to discuss next time uh yeah we you know it's great it's always creating content um (laughs) that's that's our goal thanks for listening to jam session thanks guys thanks again to our sponsors we all have those times when we need a little extra money well i've got a really easy way you can do it drive with uber uber is a smartphone app that connects riders to the drivers so as a driver it helps you make extra money driving your own car and it's totally flexible You don't have to quit your day job to make more money because Uber lets you make extra money on your schedule. Whenever you need to make extra money, just turn on the app and drive. A few hours here, a few hours there, it all adds up fast. And it's really easy to get started. First, go to drivewithuber.com to sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Second, answer a few basic questions about you and your car and then get approved. Third, start driving. That's all there is to it. I told you it was easy. Start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your own schedule. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-R.com. Uh, and thank you also to Sling TV. TV has never been better, but with all the contracts and equipment fees and installation fees, it feels like you need to take out a mortgage just to catch your favorite shows. There's a better, cheaper way to get the shows you love. Sling TV. For just 20 bucks a month, you get more than 20 live channels, including AMC, ESPN, Adult Swim, TNT, TBS, and True TV, so you can watch the NBA uh, playoffs, which I will definitely be doing. <laughs> Start your seven-day free trial at sling.com slash 33 for the best of live TV on your tablet, phone, laptop, Roku, Fire TV, or Xbox. Restrictions apply. <laughs> 